Hey, boss women. I'm your host, Lindsay Lawless, and you're listening to the Women of Wealth podcast, where we blend the woo with strategy so you can create a confident, powerful, and secure relationship with your cash flow. I am on a mission to educate and empower women around their finances so we can create more women millionaires. More women in positions of power means more wealth into the hands of women, empowering them to build a legacy for themselves and their families, all while increasing the frequency of the planet. Like, come on. And this starts with healing our relationship with money so that we can bridge the masculine and the feminine and bring the soul back into money. So if you are looking for a space to learn about creating additional streams of income, organizing your finances, stepping into abundance, and getting your money working for you, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hey, wealthy women. We are tuning in for another episode of the Women of Wealth podcast. I'm so glad to be here with everyone today, virtually, of course. So today we're going to be talking about three tips for shifting your money mindset. So um, I'm going to be sharing with you some things that you can implement and take action on right away. And I'm also going to be sharing with you some concepts that might take a little bit more time to resonate or time to apply, or you might just need to kind of absorb this information and uh, revisit this in a few weeks, or maybe come back to this episode and listen to it again once you've had the opportunity to implement some of this stuff to just make sure that you've really shifted and solidified that kind of up-leveled or next-level money mindset that you're looking to establish. So first things first, um, the first tip is essentially journaling. So if you're familiar with me or you're familiar with my work, then you might have heard of this process before that I go through with my clients. Uh, But essentially, it's a very, very intentional NLP, uh, for those of you guys who aren't familiar with the term, neuro-linguistic programming. So a scientific, psychology-based, evidence-based mindset framework, essentially, for journaling. Um, I think I learned this years ago actually from Rachel Luna, Girl Confident, if you guys are familiar with her, in her um, journaling activated, what is exactly it called? Faith Activate Journaling Experience, there we go, (laughs) that I did a few years ago. Uh, But of course I kind of adapted it, I shifted it, and I made it my own. So essentially what those steps look like for the journaling process is step one, brain dump. We just kind of dump everything out on paper as it relates to our money mindset or our relationship with money, just to kind of get it all out of our head and onto paper. As you're doing this, I want to really emphasize it's incredibly important that we aren't trying to actively shift these beliefs and pull them out in the moment. Rather than saying, like, for example, if we think in our head, um, man, I have a terrible relationship with money. Then we're like, oh, I know that that's wrong. So I'm going to write, I have a relationship with money that's pretty good or needs improvement. Um, We don't want to do that. We're going to get to that later. We're going to get to the stage where we identify those limiting beliefs and start to pull that stuff out and start to shift that. For this first step, we want to be really intentional about just kind of free writing, automatic writing, just letting whatever comes to our mind flow to paper without any restraint or restrictions or modifications. So once we've kind of let all of that flow and we've been able to do the initial brain dump, the next step, so step two, is going to be to identify the limiting beliefs. So essentially, this is the part of the process, like I had mentioned before, where we're actually going to go in and underline, highlight, whatever you want to do. I'd recommend, you know, definitely writing this by hand versus typing it up. You're more than welcome to type it up later. But the first time that you go through this, you really do need to write it by hand and maybe even the first few times. Because again, tying it back to science, tying it back to the psychology of the brain, according to NLP principles, the process of writing, the process of getting things out on paper actually causes us to not only retain the information, um, but for it to resonate on a deeper level up to 30% more. So 
Again, super important to really put pen to paper, go old school for this one, at least the first few times you do this exercise. Um, what I usually do is I write it by hand, and then if I want to see it um, essentially electronically, or I want to be able to print it out or anything like that, then I will just retype it up once I've transcribed it. So, uh, like I said, the next step's really going to be to identify these limiting beliefs. So what does that look like? So for example, um, what we had mentioned before in the um, illustration that I gave around essentially the person who feels like their money, their relationship with money sucks. Um, if that's what came out on the page, then that's what we're going to go with. So if you've identified that a limiting belief is that money sucks or that money's the root of all evil, for example, uh, then now that we've identified that, we can start to shift it. So I recommend going all the way through your journal entry and identifying all of the individual limiting beliefs uh, one by one before we fully rewrite the journal entry, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, but essentially what I like to do is I'll underline it, I'll highlight it, and sometimes I'll just already start to get inspiration coming to me. Like I'm like, oh, I see, I see the potential to being, a be able, being able to shift this. So for example, um, with the like money is the root of all evil, that might look like Money is a resource, money is a tool, money is a conduit that can be used uh, for good. It can be used for the greatest good, and essentially money is neutral. It's neither negative nor positive. Uh, it's really about what we do with it. So that's an opportunity to shift that into a new belief system. Um, so again, we identify what that limiting belief was, and as you identify them, if you're getting inspiration for how to shift it, go ahead and make a note about it on your page, just to the side, and we'll come back to that in a moment. If you come up to a limiting belief and you're like, man, I really don't know how to shift this energy. I really don't know how to transition to something else that still feels good for me. Um, quick mention on that too. A lot of times we know what the right answer is or what we should think or should do. So we'll just go there. But ultimately, um, and I was actually going to speak about this a little bit later and when we talk about the second tip, but we'll mention it a bit now and then we'll come back a bit deeper. Essentially, the affirmation that you write, the shifted belief, the empowered belief is only as good as your underlying belief system. So if you feel like money sucks, if you feel like I have a bad relationship with money or money's the root of all evil, it's not probably going to make sense for you to say like, money's amazing, money's great, I love money, it's so positive, like that's not going to resonate energetically with you. You're just going to be essentially lying to yourself. That's not what we want to do here. What we actually want to do is we want to say, okay, I know that the limiting belief is that money's the root of all evil. I know that eventually where I want to go is seeing money as a positive thing. Right now, meeting in the middle around that solution that I mentioned of money is neutral, it's neither positive nor negative, and it's really what we do with it, is going to be an awesome stepping stone as you go deeper and deeper to shift the energy within you to actually resonate with these statements and with this new kind of belief or this new journal prompt or this new way of being or way of thinking. So... Like I said, the next step, uh, the third step in the journaling process is going to be to shift and rewrite the journal entry. So now that we've brain dumped everything, we see it all on paper, we've identified those limiting beliefs and we started to get some ideas for how to shift them. Now we're going to actually go through and shift every single limiting belief one by one. And once we've done that kind of prep work, then we can actually do the final step, which is going to be to rewrite the journal entry. The reason that this is so important is because, um, okay, so we've identified the limiting beliefs, we understand where we're at now, and we kind of understand where we want to go, but if we don't actually shift it, then our mind can't start to essentially seek new evidence to form new ideas and thoughts with new information. What I mean by that, tying it back to the idea of NLP and the neuro-linguistic programming and just kind of the way that our brain functions and the way that our brains are wired and the neuroplasticity, essentially, 
our subconscious mind does not know the difference between fact and fiction. It does not know the difference between positive and negative. Like everything's the same to our subconscious mind. So what I mean by that is through auto-suggestion, through writing affirmations, through finding things that are in energetic resonance with you that are steps in the right direction of kind of where you want to go with your relationship with money and your overall money mindset, we can start to feed the subconscious mind new information where it will seek new evidence to validate that information. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, if we, I could probably do a whole another podcast episode just about NLP and the way that the brain works, and maybe we'll do that in the future. But um, for the sake of time, uh, that's really kind of everything that you need to know bare bones in the journaling process. We are going to be, just to give you guys a heads up, in the next few weeks, we're also going to be dropping another podcast episode all about the money story and what a money story is and how to identify your money story and how to dive deeper into that um, and how to unpack your experiences with your parents and your parents' parents and kind of those generational beliefs and how that feeds into our relationship with money today. Uh, but again, stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to dive a bit deeper into that. For the sake of today, uh, I want to shift into the second tip, uh, ironically, for shifting your money mindset. Um, essentially, what that is is meditation. So, if you guys have been following me on Instagram, if not, you know, check me out at Lawless Balance. Uh, love to hang out there. That's my preferred kind of social media platform. So I'm usually on the stories and in my DMs. Feel free to reach out. Uh, but essentially, if you've been following along with me on Instagram, then you see me sharing my self-care and my morning routine. So one of the key parts of that routine is meditation. And the reason why this is so important is because mindset work, yes, it's important. Doing the deeper work, yes, it's important. Doing the strategy, obviously that's also important. Once we've done this deeper work and we have a solid foundation, being able to apply financial strategies is incredibly important. However, if we're not actively shifting the energy inside of us to tune into this new frequency, to tune into the abundance that we're looking to step into, then it's going to be hard to, I mean, fully embody, essentially. Uh, it's going to be difficult for us to fully embody this next level money mindset or our next level self in terms of our relationship with money. So meditation helps us, again, tune into an abundance frequency. This is important at pretty much any stage, but I'll break it down uh, so that I'm kind of speaking to everyone depending on where you're at. So say, for example, you're just starting to do this work. You are just getting uh, a feel for your money mindset. You kind of you know, understand what this means and you want to start working to shift yours because you think that that's an area where you might be struggling. So this is going to help you to start to shift the energetic frequency to be able to feel what abundance feels like. So then we can kind of start to rationalize what it thinks like, which sounds hilarious. <laughs> it sounds like a weird sentence structure. But essentially, the, way th the reason I'm saying that is because the money mindset work of us writing stuff down, that's shifting our mind. That's not actually shifting our energy fully. It's starting the process. We're kind of like getting the ball rolling, but us meditating and us tuning into that abundance frequency is like the momentum. It's the momentum that's going to catapult that energy that's going to get us going to where when we apply the strategy, we're going to not only see exponentially stronger, higher, better results, uh, but it's also going to catapult in the, us in that direction, essentially like a springboard. So that's why meditation is so important. And again, I said I would come back to this. So another thing that I just want to mention about meditations, because some people like to do listen to meditations with like money affirmations, some people prefer to listen to meditation without words, they just want like the music or some binaural beats. Uh, and other people prefer to do a guided meditation where someone's talking them through it. So if you are the latter and you prefer to do a guided meditation, then I also have a free resource for you. If you go to lawlessbalance.com resources, 
classes, you will find a link to download the free Manifest Wealth Meditation. And I kind of incorporate all of the different meditation styles into one 15-minute meditation. So there's a bit of quiet time for you to reflect. There's a bit of guided time where I'm talking you through things. And then at the end, we kind of wrap up with doing money affirmations. So I highly recommend checking that out if you need a good money meditation to help you tune into, again, this frequency of abundance. Uh, I'll have my team drop that below in the show notes as well so you guys can get to it pretty easily. But the reason that, again, I want to hit on this affirmations piece is because once more, I feel like this is so important, like put it on a billboard, your girl needs to tweet this, I need to slander it all over all the social media platforms and just like maybe just even put like a sticker on my forehead. (laughs) But essentially, affirmations are only as good as the underlying belief system. What I mean by that is if you listen to this manifest wealth meditation and you're like, hmm, I, there was, you know, maybe 10 affirmations and three of them felt really good, but the other seven, like not for me, totally not my vibe, did not align with my energy, just not something that I would ever say. That's okay. That's totally fine. The plan is not for all 10 to work for you. That's not like the identifying factor of cool, my money mindset's good now. No, it's about finding what works for you, finding what resonates, what's an energetic resonance for you, and starting there. Let's start there. Let's master that first, and then maybe we decide to add stuff on, but maybe we don't. Maybe that's just not for us, and that's okay too. So essentially, like I said, I want to encourage you don't just pick affirmations and wonder why, like, you haven't made a million dollars. Don't just, like, pick up random affirmations and wonder why it doesn't sit right with you. Like, I've actually had to create my own affirmations through this process because, again, like, I'm at a different level now. So in the beginning, you know, certain affirmations like I make making money fun worked really well for me. And I still use those sometimes. But now I'm at such a higher level in my money mindset journey through doing this work and through supporting my clients Um, essentially that now I have to get really specific with myself, like really specific. So I'm actually going to open my journal and just read to you guys a few of the affirmations that I do for myself in the morning. One of them. I have also credit to my girl, Julia. Um, I think she said this originally. I saw it on one of her posts and was like, Ooh, love that. That energetically resonates with me. Bear in mind, it doesn't have to just come from me. Like you might just find this stuff on a social media post, scroll on the gram one day, save it, come back to it, write it down and start to try it on for size. And the more that you do that, the more that you will, again, kind of resonate or reflect or manifest that frequency or that truth or that statement in your life. So bear in mind, yes, this is like totally a woo-woo esoteric concept, but for my skeptics out there, this is also scientifically proven. It is scientifically proven that the theory of auto-suggestion transforms our beliefs and our state of mind. So for my science nerds out there, I got you. A couple of my affirmations I want to read to you. Uh, Like I said, this one's from Julie. Uh, Julia, what is her Instagram title? I think it's Julia P. Coaching. She is a personal brand coach. Definitely check her out. Love her. Her and I are in the Bali Mastermind with Sabrina Phillips together. So, but essentially what it is, is I have the ability to make unlimited amounts of money regardless of what's going on around me. Love that one. Um, Another one, short and sweet. I am a multi-generational millionaire. Also, quickly, before I go into the last one that I'm going to share, let's unpack this for a second. It's just so you guys can see what I mean about this process. And I'm not saying that this is where you should start, but this might be a vision for what it could look like in the future. Or if you are, have you been doing this work, if you've been following me, or if you're one of my clients listening to this, you might be ready to try this on for size. So the reason that I want to unpack this is because bear in mind, I don't come from money. My mom is not a millionaire yet. We'll come back to that. My grandmother was not a millionaire. She had 
decent money. She had some real estate and she had some money in the stock market, but I think her entire portfolio was, a, you know, some closer to maybe 500,000, 500, 600, 700,000. So point of that being, she was not a millionaire. Um, maybe her parents, while they might not have been millionaires, they were pretty well off. Bear in mind, now we're getting back in time where money didn't have the same value. So it becomes a more complex conversation for the sake of accuracy. Um, but essentially, I think my great, great grandmother or my great, great, great grandmother's parents had money. What I mean by that is like many, many, many generations before me, there was a huge estate. And whenever the parents passed away, they gave a piece of the estate to each of their kids. And there were four or five kids. Um, and that was my great, great, great grandmother, maybe even like one higher lineage up than that. Uh, but essentially, I don't quote unquote come from wealth. So the reason this is important is because not only am I saying that I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm also saying that my children will be millionaires because I will be building sustainable wealth that is, creates a legacy that I can then pass on to them. I'm also saying my mom's going to be a millionaire before I die through the support of myself, through us working together as a team to build our estate as a family and to build a real estate portfolio and to build a stock market portfolio and to get the right people in the right places. We work with the same financial advisor so that we can really co-mingle our finances in a way that creates a true legacy in our family. Because eventually, as much as it makes us uncomfortable to talk about, the reality is my mother will one day pass away. That's not a fun thing for me to talk about. That's not a fun thing to think about, but it's the reality. So the truth of that is, is eventually I will be inheriting that. So should I wait until I inherit that to figure out what that means and what to do with the money and how to plan for it and how it feeds into my big picture? Or should we go ahead and plan for the multi-generational wealth that we're creating? Can you catch on to what I'm saying? I'm literally getting chills because this is so powerful. So hopefully if you're listening to this, this is resonating with you as well. But essentially, I'm not only saying I'm going to be a millionaire and my children are going to be millionaires. I'm also saying that my mother is going to become a millionaire during her life and during my life as well. So hopefully that resonates. Um, if you're not ready for that quite yet, maybe just put um, an ear marker in that and come back to that in a few months or a few years, whenever you feel like you're ready for that level of wealth and to start doing essentially that level of embodiment and stepping into that level of wealth and having that much money, because yes, it's possible. Yes, you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it. If hundreds of women before us have done it, we can do it. They have really paved the way to show us what's possible. And I'm showing you what's possible through the work that I do and through this podcast and honestly, just through my life. So the last one that I wanna share with you guys, <laughs> this is one, it's kind of funny, it's kind of silly, but it's also freaking amazing. So I actually was talking to a dear friend, Tanner, um, who is also kind of a mindset and spiritual creative coach who helps people to work through their resistance. He is also doing some mindset support in the Women of Wealth Mastermind. So if you're a part of that, then you already know Tanner. Uh, anyways, not only is he a correction on that, I will be extremely intentional. Preferred pronoun is they, I believe. Just to kind of recap, we've had a very long, deep relationship and the originally preferred pronoun was he. Uh, we jokingly kind of shifted into more of the she language uh, and now it's, as of, as of the last few months, uh, Tanner's preference is the they pronoun. So I, again, we're doing the work. We're all out here together. I'm not even going to ask my team to edit that part out because we're showing up real. Like, we make mistakes, whether it's about preferred pronouns or gender fluidity or race or sexuality. Like, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make mistakes. We just have to acknowledge it. We have to take responsibility for it. And then we have to be accountable and do better. So I'm going to do better. 
So Tanner, they are an amazing support of the Women of Wealth Mastermind. So if you're not already in that, definitely reach out to me if you're interested in getting on the wait list for the next cohort. We've already had a couple of women that have started to reserve their spots and express interest for our next cohort starting at the beginning of 2021. So definitely reach out and let me know if that's something that you're interested in learning more about so we can go ahead and reserve your spot. So the last affirmation that I want to share with you is I am minimal, sustainable, and luxurious all at the same damn time. You know, I had to throw that in there, Adam. <laughs> I had to let the hood rat show a little bit. <laughs> but essentially, the reason that this was so important to me and how this came to me was I was sitting around working on my money story, doing my own money work as, you know, if you're a coach or a consultant, as you should be doing. If you're a marketing coach or a consultant, you should be having, you should be working on your awesome marketing. If you are a money coach or financial coach, you should be working on your, not only your finances, but your money story and the deep work and your money mindset. So I'm out here on these internet streets <laughs> doing the work and I hope that you are too. Uh, so essentially how this came up for me is that I want to step more into like a minimal lifestyle. Uh, my husband and I actually have been doing a really awesome job this year as we started to travel more and rent out our house on Airbnb and as we're thinking about buying a second rental property and living in multiple locations, all of the fun things of the digital nomad life as we really build the sustainable wealth and build our dream life. As we go through that, um, I've realized some resistance with myself around like being luxurious and thinking that essentially that the idea of luxury and minimalism are juxtaposed to each other. What I mean by that is that they like can't exist at the same time. And the reality is that's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie from the enemy. Um, that is a limiting belief that is not in alignment for me. So what do I choose to do with that misalignment? I choose to shift it and repackage it and put it in a way that feels good to me. So realizing that I can in fact be minimal and sustainable because that's another really big value for me in my life in so many different areas, sustainability with clothing, sustainability with water, sustainability with finances, sustainability with the brands and the businesses that I choose to invest my dollar in. I really care about not only the impact on the environment, but I also care about like, was it ethically sourced? Were the people that put in the labor like paid a fair wage? Like all of these things matter to me. Uh, so essentially, I can have it all. We can have it all. You can have it all. And what that means is that you can be minimal, sustainable, and luxurious at the same damn time. There is no need to choose. You are not required to choose. So don't put that on yourself. And I understand for those of you who maybe don't feel in full energetic resonance with this statement yet, I understand how society and conditioning makes us feel otherwise. But at the end of the day, we get to choose. At the end of the day, we are our own authority. And through self-love and through autonomy and through our sovereignty and through our belief not only in ourselves, but our belief in God, our belief in a higher power, our belief in the universe, whatever that looks like for you, helps ground us in the truth that we deserve this. It is our divine right to be abundant. It is our divine right to have more than enough and to experience the level of overflow that allows us to prioritize our values, such as minimalism and sustainability, and also allows us to live a luxurious lifestyle. You do not have to trade one for the other. So hopefully that um, set somebody free and broke some cords off. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the third tip as we start to wrap up. Um, so essentially, the third tip for identifying and shifting your money story is going to be key. 
So if you're not familiar with the term money story, as we kind of do this money mindset work, then I want to just go ahead and quickly define it for you if you're not familiar. So essentially what a money story is, is the combination of all of the experiences and ideas and beliefs that you have around money, uh, oftentimes that are passed down to us either from our parents or that we learn from our environment or we learn from society or a significant other uh, or a sibling, etc, etc. So the reason that uh, I want to be really clear about identifying those other key parties is because a lot of the time our money story is not our own. So what do I mean by that? We actually take other people's ideas and other people's beliefs and other people's experiences and we download those or we subconsciously imprint those through our social conditioning into forming our relationship with money and our beliefs with money. So for example, if our parents, we'll use the simple example that we used before, like money's the root of all evil. If our parents believe that money is the root of all evil, then it's very likely that we're gonna have similar feelings. And if we don't feel that way, it's probably taken some work to get there. Uh, and what I mean is either you've had some crucial conversations or you've had some conflicts with your parents when they've made similar comments. Um, and I want to encourage you, you know, you're not alone with this. Uh, if you haven't read, we'll probably do a separate podcast episode about this one of these days, but if you haven't read The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, it's like one of the first books that I recommend to my clients when they start working to me, with me. Um, if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. She talks about the three lies of scarcity. And essentially what those three lies of scarcity are is one, um, there's never enough, two, more is better, and three, that's just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. And she talks about how the patriarchy and consumer culture and capitalism at large feeds these narratives to keep us feeling energetically unfulfilled, emotionally, essentially filling an emotional void so that we continue to spend and we continue to buy and we continue to consume products that we don't actually need. Um, so, and for those of you guys that are like feeling really defensive, like I need my 87 purchases on Amazon last month um, or four sweaters, whatever that looks like. Uh, I want to encourage you to just look at the numbers, look at what production and manufacturing, manufacturing and just consumption was 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and see how much has increased. 100, 200, 300, 400 percent increase. You can't tell me that like they, we were in the dark ages 200 years ago. Like we have not, people haven't lived in caves for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. Uh, and the reality is they were getting by just fine. So start to ask yourself like where, tying it back to this idea of sustainability and ultimately, you know, conscious consumerism and money consciousness, which is such a staple of the work that I do. As we start to unpack this, as we start to do this work, start to ask yourself, where might I be consuming because I'm trying to fill an emotional void? Where might I be spending because uh, marketing tactics have used scarcity and fear mongering to convince me that I need this product and that there's something wrong with me or something broken and that this solution will fix it? Start to just be mindful of the marketing language. Start to be mindful of the products and the brands and the companies that you're choosing to invest your dollar in because ultimately that's a vote. Voting is not just something that happens every four years with the presidential election, and I mean that for local office and all the other elections that happen, but more importantly, not only do you vote at the ballot, you vote with your dollar. In a capitalist society that's run by money, you vote with your dollar. So how you spend your money matters, and understand that. If, yeah, one person might not be able to change the world, but if a million people all thought at the exact same time, this won't matter, guess what? They're going to make a million bad decisions. And if a million people at the same fucking time thought my dollar matters, this matters, I'm going to take a stand. 
we would see a massive shift in the economy, in the kind of businesses that are being funded, in the people that are in positions of power, and ultimately the innovation and the technology that would come as we try to, you know, form more collaborative, co-engineered, sustainable, soul-fed solutions to our needs and to our businesses. So something to think about, something to unpack. I uh, definitely want to encourage you to dive into that a bit door deeper. It's such a huge part of the doing this work around not only your money story, but ultimately, you know, shifting your money mindset. So that's kind of a general overview. Just to give you guys a heads up, friendly reminder, we're going to be diving deeper into the money story in our next episode. But I just kind of wanted to quickly mention it to you guys so that you understand those three tips for shifting your money mindset fast. So thank you guys so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Uh, it's, of course, a solo episode. We wanted to be short and sweet so that we could make sure that you guys were able to go a little bit deeper with this money mindset work if you are feeling stifled or stuck or if you need additional support as you start to implement some of the things that we talked about around journaling, meditation, or identifying and shifting your money story, definitely reach out to me. Let me know. I'm here for you. Happy to be a resource. Send me a DM. Shoot me an email. Whatever you're comfortable with. I'm here to support you. So hopefully we will hear from you guys soon. And also a friendly reminder, if this episode resonated with you, feel free to share it on social media, repost it, tag me, or even just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think needs to hear this. Share it with someone who maybe has been having some scarcity or some money mindset stuff that's coming up for them, especially if they're entrepreneurs or business owners, because this can be so detrimental to the way that we show up in our business and to the way that we show up for a sales call. So again, if you have someone that you think this would resonate with, feel free to share that with them. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was great being with you guys today, and I can't wait for our next episode. So how good was that episode? Straight by, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so much value around money mindset packed into 27 minutes. And 27 is my number, so you know your girl had to throw that in there. <laughs> the angels be lining up. Uh, but essentially, I wanted to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by the Mindful Money mini course, which is going to be launching this week. If you're listening to this episode when it drops, um, and if you've been wanting to work with me, but feel like you can't afford the Find Your Cashflow course or my high level masterminds or one on one investments, then this is for you. So you're going to get access to the mindset portion of the full Find Your Cashflow program. This is going to include training content on money mindset. There's going to be multiple videos in here, probably about two hours of videos altogether. We'll go through exercises together. Um, and my favorite part is we're also going to be identifying and shifting your money story. This is huge. I know I talked about that a bit in this week's episode. We're going to be talking about that in the upcoming weeks a bit deeper. Uh, but I really can't emphasize enough how crucial this is and how much of a linchpin this is to the foundation for your overall relationship with money. And ultimately, it's the main enchilada, the main course when it comes to money mindset as a whole. So there's also going to be take home exercises, resources and journal prompts for you to use to shift your money mindset fast. If this sounds like something that you're interested in, it's available right now for 147. We're going to have probably about a week or so we're going to have this available during the launch. And then after that, we will automate it, we will set it up as a funnel and we will let it 
become kind of self-sustaining passive income where we just revisit here and there to see how we can optimize and that'll be essentially the price will be going up by about 50 bucks so definitely hop in now while it's at the price of 147 if you've been looking for a way to work with me if you have any questions if you want to figure out next steps anything like that feel free to reach out to me send me a message on instagram you can shoot me an email but if you guys want to find out more then go ahead and head to the show notes below and you can find a link there's also a link to the page at lawlessbalance.com resources. See you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media or send it to a friend you think would love it too. Want to hear more episodes? Subscribe so that you'll be the first to know when we drop a new episode and also leave a five-star review on iTunes. Your support means the world to us. Let us know how the podcast is impacting you so we can empower more women through the Women of Wealth podcast. For more info on me, you can visit lawlessbalance.com resources. Got some free cool stuff for you in there too. Or come hang out with me on Instagram at lawlessbalance. See you there.